Scott at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost Home podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Jeremiah. And we are back for episode 120. Good one. That's a good, nice, round, crisp number right there. That is honestly my favorite number. Uh, people ask me that all the time, like, what's your favorite number? And it's often in a guessing game where they're, like, putting their hands behind their back and go, pick your favorite number. And, and then I, you go, 120. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I <laughs> lose. I lose every time, but I, I like to think that I'm better than them. Because you picked 120? No, they don't, they don't have 120 fingers. But you do. Fail. <laughs> That's what they don't know is you do. Granted, they're all in a necklace around your neck from that time you were in Nam. But hey, what the fuck? All right. Memories. Ah, uh, memories. Memories. Fingers on a nice necklace. Oh, Chopped oh. them off of some children. They were in Vietnam. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Speaking of Vietnam, we have a sponsor. <laughs> Bad uh, segue number one. 80s? Yeah, not, not, for, not for long. We're going to number our bad segues this week. Okay. Now, um, our sponsor, segue number one. as it was the last several weeks, is Bambox. Um, you can find them as the Bambox, which is the best subscription box on the market. It is. Um, literally, we're not even saying that as lip service because they're paying us to say that. Although, we could totally just get away with saying that and walk away being like, yeah, what? They pay for what you're listening to. You're not paying for it. It's a free podcast. It literally is a free podcast. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. so we could just say they're paying for it and walk away. Uh, feel, yeah. feel vindicated. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? It really is great. We got one uh, this past month that we unboxed on air uh, two episodes ago. And every single box comes with an autographed item by some kind of celebrity. At least one autographed item. Kind. Yep. Whether it's yep. a comic book artist, an actor, you never know. It's an autographed item in every box. You don't even know what the item is. I heard that uh, uh, that a while ago, actually it was a few band boxes ago, rumor had it that Sylvester Stallone signed a copy of Rambo uh, with his penis. Like a pen stuck up the tip. Up that, his urethra? That could, you know what, come to I, think of it, that actually did not happen. I made that one up. Um, Fuck. I was going to say, if there was a man alive who could stick a full-size big pen directly through his urethra, I'd believe it was Sylvester Stallone. I think so. I yeah. believe that's how he got a speech impediment. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was fine until his mama jammed that big up his urethra. Yeah. Now, uh, I'll teach you some penmanship. <laughs> every box is themed for its month. This month is the 80s. Every box comes with uh, special winners where one in every 10 boxes comes with an autographed item that is a little out of the ordinary, a little special, a little great, a little grand. Yep. Uh, this month, uh, they're doing a special thing where every single box gets an item autographed by an 80s icon. And they won't say who this 80s icon is, what who they are, what they do, but someone very famous from the 80s is gonna sign an item that normally would be a one in 10. It's gonna be in every single box. Uh, in addition to that, you get uh, Hollywood replica items, comic books, toys. Uh, it's a weird assortment of items, but it's certainly worth the value of the box. And if you use the code LAH10, you get 10% off whatever your order may be on us. That's right. Uh, whether it's one month, six months, a year, uh, definitely do this. Uh, we, 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 we definitely benefit from this. We have a reason why we're pushing it. But at the same time, we wouldn't push something that we didn't believe in. And when we got our last one, holy crap, the 18 karat gold replica of the Lord of the Rings ring was the shit. I'm wearing it right now around, it's actually in the middle of my finger necklace. I, I actually pushed a couple fingers aside, if you didn't notice that. I, I had not I stuck noticed. it on one of the actual fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you married one of the uh, deceased. <laughs> yeah, I just figured out which one was a ring finger. That one looked good enough. 
Yeah, um, so definitely uh, go to the link on the front of our website, lostatomepodcast.com, and use LAH10 to get 10% off your first order. Yeah, and, and for, for the 80s box, you actually only have a little while left. I believe it's uh, until Friday or Saturday or so where you're... Where when this episode it, airs, you probably have less than 24 hours. So when you hear this, you should probably pause the show. Yes. Go to the band box and decide for yourself if this is something that meets your personal needs. Yes. But if but if for some reason you uh, miss that one, then we don't know what the next one is yet. But there'll most likely be an awesome one up there. But I I mean I personally I've got to get this '80s one. I can't miss out on this one because it's gonna be pretty sick. Uh, I'm an '80s kid, so I gotta. Sure. Um, <laughs> sorry, I I had no idea if that was a segue. Was that a segue? It, uh, it could bad be a bad segue, segue. Number two. <laughs> number two. We're up to number All right. two. Now, keep score, kids. We're going to go really high with these numbers here. My favorite number is 120, so let's see if we can hit 120. All right. Oh now, um, in last month's Bambox, the one we unboxed on air, we got one of those Google Cardboard. Uh, Google makes these cardboard contraptions. Oh, yeah, right. And you, and you fold up and you put an iPhone in. You, you essentially had a chance to sort of test that out and review it a little I, bit. I brought it home and I reviewed it. Now this is separate. This is, we're done with the Bambox thing. People should go do that. This is separate from that. Now, we're on to just talking about cool shit with cardboard now. Bad segue number three. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh, shit with cardboard. Uh, no, uh, what I did is I put the uh, the iPhone in it with uh, two horror games loaded up. Uh, one was made by uh, Chiller, which is a uh, subscription uh, horror movie TV uh, network, and also a producer, much like Netflix, of horror films. They came out with a new horror series called Slasher. Uh, there's an app for it called Slasher, which you can play through the Google Cardboard with your iPhone or Android device. Uh, you basically go through a photorealistic uh, slasher scenario where you are one of the characters uh, with a fully interactive environment. Uh, I played another where you were in a room and it was just like a fireplace, a mantle, some windows, a couch, and a creepy doll. Wow, you got me. And I can't wait. So it's just called relaxing the game? With your creepy doll. Well, I don't know. There's Any doll is creepy. Well, you're immersed with earbuds in, so you can hear people walking behind you. Oh, so you're listening you. to an iPod, like, relaxing in front of a fireplace. Good. And, Ooh, and what the, else? And the doll disappears and reappears in strange places in the room. Okay, so that's creepy then. Uh, windows open and close. Uh, birds attack you. Uh, it's actually quite surreal and amazing. And I gotta say, if you missed last month's bandbox where that uh, so you were just leading, you were cardboard leading was in, okay. I was gonna say, there's very few ways to experience this besides going out on your own and finding a Google Cardboard or maybe an Oculus. Um, but I also, think one is significantly cheaper than the other. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I believe one is free in some places yes. and the other is $500. Yeah. But if you want a, a real life non-VR experience for like this kind of like uh, immersive horror, uh, something that I think is going to be our next gen like uh, millennials, they're, they're, they're making terrible horror movies and loving horrible horror movies. Whatever comes after millennials, they're to be making horrible and terrible VR horror. Yes. And I can't wait for it. But I think it's going to be great. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to be fucking awesome. Even the worst of it is going to be amazing. Well, and, and the fact that it's just going to be op like something new and open to a lot of people to actually create. It's kind of like how there's a lot of shitty music out there on the internet, but the fact that the uh, the technology and the tools that allow more and more people to make it is the reason there's so much bad stuff. Because of that, there's so much great stuff that we never would have had otherwise. So it's worth it. <laughs> Think about this. They made, a, they made characters able to uh, stand and crouch in multi-person games. 
So you can literally be between two positions, standing and crouching. It took about one minute for people to figure out that if you stand and crouch really fast, you can teabag a dead opponent. Right, yes. So in VR, how long do you think it's going to take to figure out that once you kill Jason at camp Friday the 13th, I know it's Crystal Lake, but we're, uh, we're what, what is it called? Alluding to future stories. That's here. correct, yes. Um, that you can't skull fuck his hockey mask once you kill him. Aw. <laughs> First time anyone has ever awed at Jason getting skull fucked. <laughs> oh, poor guy. When he comes back this time, he's going to be extra mad. Yeah. Oh, man, I was sticky. I was pissed before, but now I got cum on my hockey mask. Now I'm really pissed. No, we keep teasing oh, no, here. I got my dick stuck in the hockey <laughs> mask hole. And he's coming back to life, guys. Help! Help! Uh, that's how you get your dick bit off by Jason. Not Jason Northrup. He, he'll bite your dick off for nothing. And he won't kill you. Unless that kills you. I mean, that I could mean, having you. your dick bit off I can you, kill you. I, I think you you bleed pretty heavy from that. If you just like, oh, so I'll walk it off and go to bed, you might bleed to death. You gotta go No, you gotta stitches. cauterize that hole. Yeah, you gotta take an iron to your flattened, lobbed off dick and just cauterize that or you you uh, you get it sewed back on this uh, this is a lesson only to people who have had their dicks recently chopped off if anyone is just a, a, a female <laughs> listener who's just sick of menstruation cauterization does not fix that the right way that's uh, I'm guessing very true. That's a more of an internal uh, uh, biological situation yeah. there. You'd have to get a. Uh, you have to get really in there with that burning knife to, <laughs> to cauterize the, the parts that matter. Uh, Lost at home does not condone anything Scott says ever. Ever. Now, uh, all of this was leading us into web droppings. So bad segue number three. Web dropping. Oh, that's sorry. Bad segue number four. I'm sorry. No. The reason why we segued in with this VR horror idea is that in Florida, you can now, in real life, experience horror. Uh, Florida has a Tampa Fright Night Campout. Now, this is a, and we've talked about it on the show before, not to bury the lead, uh, about uh, these new haunted houses that run year round. That are, uh, yeah, and they're mystery like rooms. super terrifying, and they're, they're like more and more like just flat out getting tortured. Absolutely. And what we have now in Tampa is a campout night that sells for about $75 to $85. And you get 13 hours of overnight horror entertainment. Yes. And generally when they say camping, from what I understand, you're not sleeping. You're, if you, I mean, well, you'll you, sleep when you, you're dead. You could. It depends on how dead of a sleeper you are. No pun intended. Yes. Uh, 500 people can sleep in this camp at any given moment. So if you actually have a 500 person sleeping situation, horror can be happening at a different end of it. Yeah, you yeah. are not even oh, aware oh, yeah. of. Yeah, I mean you're talking about like a like a small. Uh, I mean, well, like, well, like a larger campground, I guess. Actually, if you're thinking about just camping, it's purposes. a very large. I, I was thinking like a you know small, not really music festival, small music gathering, something like that. But uh, with a with a campground, yeah, they're they're dispersed. Uh, you know, probably four or five people to a campsite or whatever like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Now, this comes from a Kentucky-based company called Fright Nights Production Company, which produces a number of gory events in Lexington each Halloween season. But a lot like these other companies that are branching out to the, uh, the 365, 24-7 they business. They realize that horror isn't just for Halloween. Absolutely. Because people, just, people love Halloween because of horror, but it, like it's not relegated to that one holiday anymore. Yep. They, they've created the uh, Fright Nights Campout series, which is in Tampa. And... Essentially, uh, they've already had requests for this before they even opened, which I think is fascinating. Like, this company literally had people say, oh, I live in Florida, and not nearly enough people scare me. 
<laughs> this has got to be some scary shit. If people yeah. from Florida are like, ah, oh, you got to fucking jack this one up a notch, man. Now, uh, like I just had somebody from with bath salts fucking eat my face for like 20 minutes. It didn't even phase me. What do you got, motherfuckers? What can what can Louisville bring to me? Now, if you're wondering, like, what does this mean? Like, does someone just run around the campsite screaming at me, yelling at me, trying to scare me in my sleep? Uh, for instance, uh, a camper was once pulled out of a tent screaming, kidnapped, and thrown into a casket and closed inside. Nice. So that's not only scary for the person that has had it happen to them, which, I mean, that that's pissing your pants scary. But everyone around them has to deal with the fact and decide, do you stop it? Do you help? Do you run? Do you just sit and watch? Like, what kind of spectator are you? And here's the thing. I'm, I'm guessing, like... And this is going a little off track here. When I feel like there's a horror movie in the making here because you could actually create a horror movie about somebody putting this stuff on, but Absolutely. then a real like a real murderer sneaking in and start really fucking killing people. And nobody notices around it. I'm surprised there isn't a horror movie already about these uh, 24... Seven three sixty five a year, you know horror. There, there are sort haunted of, houses there and sort horror of houses. Was with that one I really liked with the houses that October built or something like that. If you saw that one, I, I think you did. Uh, I think I might have. I thought, I thought we talked about it. It came out a few years ago, but that one was uh, sort of similar. Where people were uh, on the road looking for like the scariest of the haunted houses. Uh, and they weren't really sure if this was like the things that they were experiencing were real until obviously it was pretty crazy and late. Um, but the thing I like about uh, about this is like it's it's totally immersive where like you're on you're in like a wide campground you don't know when it's going to happen when you go to these haunted houses you go into a place and you, and you know like you're going down a hallway and someone's going to grab yeah, you you're no, going in this room like this exactly. is like you're just in a nice quaint atmosphere they might wait well, four except, hours five hours before they actually get you except for the new modern horror houses that run you know 365 because those you, you know when you turn a corner someone's going to jump out and scare me but they're also going to grab you punch you in the stomach put a bag over your head and tie you to a wall right right so, I mean, I still feel like there's sort of a difference between, like, there's just an added level to the anticipation. So much about a good horror movie, I feel, is like that suspense and lead up to it. And exactly. that's what you have. Like, you might be, you're going to be sitting there in your tent camping, hanging out with your friends, and every noise is going to be, because there's still, like, the anticipation is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you know oh, something's going to happen. Noise? But it could be, like, four, like, four hours before somebody sneaks in oh, and grabs absolutely. you and snags you up. Because yeah. apparently, let's say 500 people... Uh, from what I understand, two hundred actors. This person has up to two hundred actors they can call on at any given time. They said generally, you know, there's somewhere like between sixty and hundred they'll call on. Two hundred people who didn't have jobs in Florida are, <laughs> <laughs> are now employed by yeah. this company. One second I was eating someone's face on the turnpike on bath salts. <laughs> the next I'm eating somebody's face, getting paid for it on bath salts. Although actually drugs and uh, alcohol are strictly prohibited. Absolutely. It's and supposed to be quote unquote family friendly even though generally you don't want to bring your little kids. And out of 200 of the actors, 60 of them play camp counselors who right, are there yes. to basically give you instruction and create an air of like an atmosphere if you will. They're there to build the scene. Yeah. Um, now, one of the actors says that like, uh, if an actor does evoke enough of a reaction to get punched, you can't see it under the mask, but they are smiling because they know they've won. Yes. They've frightened someone. They've frightened somebody into like actually physical having a violence. physical reaction to something they're pretty sure is fake. Um, there, there's also like for people who might get too afraid, there's two things. There's 
a pansy zone where you can go in and actually get like a you can be like a safe zone so you won't get fucked with and then if you are which is good because children 13 and up are allowed to attend yes that's why they called it technically family friendly (laughs) um but like so technically but but then as you're running like if you're if if they get you or they're running after you can also just yell i'm a big pansy or something like that and they'll stop and they'll you know either bring you to the safe zone or they just they'll just stop stalking you so there's ways to like pretty much safe words to make sure you get out of it but a lot of people hey, i mean Jared, what's your safe word uh a rutabaga perfect any of that word for our next story bank of america bad segue <laughs> <laughs> Bank of America quickly fires Georgia woman after Facebook tirade about fucking rutabagas. Oh, well, there it is. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Now, an Atlanta woman was fired from Bank of America uh, two Thursdays ago now. Sorry for the late reporting, by the way. Uh, that's all on me. It's all on me. After posting an, a, a racist anti-black rant on Facebook. Um, the screenshots of this story, which are amazing, show 57-year-old Christine McMullen Lingrid uh, replying to an unidentified post by saying, and this is in quotes, I hate, hate Facebook for this reason, you fucking rutabagas. And yes, if you can call each other that, well, I can fucking, I can too, fucking rutabagas. Fucking rutabagas, go back to Africa. Get over your pity party. You created this hatred in your own kind that brought your great, great, great grandparents over here and sold them. Do something with your lives and your children's lives. I'm sure you don't work, collect welfare, and teach hatred. Your poor children, all five of them you can't afford because I pay for them. So, no, her her use of commas can, is can I, confusing. Can I, her can grammar. I just, can I just start p- picking apart the grammar just a little bit myself here? I think let's, she let's steer clear of the, the the overuse of the word rutabaga. She and, used and the word lack, rutabaga enough where she got fired. And, I mean, she publicly posted true. this on Facebook. And, and here's the thing: is it, it, it turned out that somebody uh, like posted below, "Oh, so you work at Bank of America, huh?" And then they they sent some stuff to Bank of America and pretty much like, "I hope you're." Um, I, you know, I hope you don't. Your company doesn't, you know, live by these policies, which they obviously don't, and things like that. And here's the thing I, I feel about that: if somebody were to go and and find, I do feel like there's two parts of freedom to speak, freedom of speech here: the freedom for somebody to say anything, regardless of how terrible it is, um, and, and the get, freedom and, to react and, to and, it, and, and the freedom to react to it. Um, but I feel like if somebody had dug in, this is not exactly what happened in this case. I, I would have been irritated if somebody dug into this person's personal life to find out they worked at Bank of America, then went out to get them fired from it, because I actually don't think that's right. Oh, no, but the fact is, out of them. But the fact is, this, this, this person actually had on their Facebook page that they work at Bank of America. Therefore, the second you post that, you're technically representing the company at any point, And it is then their, I think it's up to them to react in such a way, fire. I don't think necessarily somebody should be allowed to fire somebody over their personal uh, things uh, that that if it was, for instance, if this was locked up Her. underneath privately or something, right. but this was public, she uh, had had it well known that she was working at Bank of America posted on the Facebook post, not the post, but her on her page. So anybody could find it. All of a sudden, any, you're representing all of that. You cannot be too surprised when somebody says, oh, you can't work here anymore. What I'm amazed at is that she uses the, the, the term rutabaga so bluntly and freely and openly on a social media platform that leads me to believe that she does not have a single black friend. She can't. How could, she must not even know a single black person 
Or, I mean, how, she how definitely has with, not friended them on Facebook. Clearly. How could you with any conscience My guess is she probably even would, a black coworker and write that publicly I'm where guessing, they I'm, could I'm, read I'm, it? I'm guessing she has the, like, the mentality of, like, a, you know, the white supremacist KKK type person where it's not just, like, a little bit of that, like... Oh, I really have it. It's deep-seated racism, but I don't like necessarily uh, let it out there. Obviously, she does, but there's also there's also the thing like um, like KKK folk. They will absolutely do whatever they can to steer clear of of black people. So they will not have black friends intentionally. Uh, they will not. You know, I'm I'm guessing that. That's why she can so openly no, say this. Could, and she probably can totally be in that situation. But the problem is, is when you po- po- uh, post anything on the internet, it's going to get out there. And especially in this day and age, this isn't like the first day Facebook was out. So he's like, oh my god, people can see my post. It could have been the first day she used Facebook. Well, well, yeah, it's not the first day it's existed. Here's the thing: I'm not necessarily going to give her the benefit of the doubt of being too bright because one, uh, at some point in here, she alluded to the fact the fact this uh, idea that she thought the uh, Africans brought themselves over here or something? Or that it was Africans who brought them over here or whatever? Yeah. Then there's, here's the other thing too. She she was actually nice at one point due to her poor grammar. I'm sure you don't work, comma, collect welfare and teach hatred. So she she says you don't work, but she's or also saying, welfare. but she's also saying, I also don't think you collect welfare yeah. and I also don't think you teach hatred. Yeah. The her, first her time I read use it, of commas. Actually yeah. like was like, okay, I know you don't work, but you also don't collect welfare and teach hatred. So I'm like, oh, she's, well, that didn't make any sense. But then I realized she's just stupid. And she um, felt bad for their poor children. Your poor children. All five of them. She's made up a number of, of kids that every black person has. Yeah, those five. She must know somebody. She was ir- irritated at somebody. You know how some people post like a vague book thing of like- Vague booking. Yeah. Where they post something about somebody very specifically, but make it very general. Vague booking is douchey like, I'm sick hell, of these people, I, blah, I, blah, 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 but oh, they so, like, are targeting an individual. I've vague booked before, but never about any race or cultural thing. Like, it's just, vague booking can just be vague. Like, had an interesting time in the last ten minutes. Well, generally, okay. And, and, unless you were with someone in the last ten minutes, it's a vague as shit. And, and, this, and this one is, like, actually a little bit less than vague booking. This was actually more, like, where people... It's 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 for the same reason to get attention, and in this case, maybe not the attention she wanted. But where she probably had an interaction with somebody very specific, and it was so or like read something that somebody said on there. I I think, and then all of a sudden the floodgates open, and she says how she feels about this one person. Well, I would love to race. read the thread. Yeah, yeah there, there was more. There was more. And um, it's this person, Christine McMullen Lingren, right? And I'm guessing she's probably. I'm hoping by now shut down her. Or lock down her Facebook account because usually after this shit happens, people people become very familiar with privacy settings very fast after this shit happens. Oh, absolutely! Like the day after this shit happens, somebody goes in and they start locking down their account. I'm like maybe you should have thought about that before all the rutabaga talk. All right, um, our next story uh, kind of harkens back to the horror story that we I, started with. I'm going to say that that last one was kind of a horror story of sorts. I, yeah, I, I no, feel I by agree. the time I feel by the time we're done. Uh, a good 75% of our stories are going to be horror. So. I agree. And uh, this one is about The Purge. Yeah. Uh, as we know, on July 4th of this year, The Purge Part 3 comes out. Uh, Jared and I are both fans of The Purge series. Uh, yes. I, was gonna, I thought you were just going to say The Purge, and I was going to make a joke about that, but you had to fuck it up by saying The Purge series. I did. Um, like, yeah, we like The Purge. Let's go Purge. Now, this is far from our first time talking about The Purge. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard stories in the past, uh, particularly this past Halloween, if you look for one of our October episodes, you'll hear a story about a small town that was going through what they considered a purge moment after a high schooler uh, posted a purge uh, flyer, if you will, 
on Facebook. Well, that was was that the Louisville one too? The one that the Louisville purges? Because actually, the this article we're about to talk about here uh, even references that one. I look back, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we covered that. We absolutely did last uh, October. yeah, Yeah. Um, now, this is ABC News is reporting that a 19-year-old Jonathan Cruz has been charged with 17 counts against him, including murder and armed robbery. Uh, the murder accusations are for the killings of three people over the course of four days in the Indiana capital from May 12th to May 15th. Um, those killings were random as far as the authorities can tell. Uh, he was just killing for the sake of killing. Uh, now, he's killing because a movie told him and taught him to kill scott which get this mo- right which movies absolutely do not do no they don't they uh no movie has ever told someone to kill unless they're breaking the fourth wall well and if a, if, if a movie breaks the kill. fourth wall deadpool should be the most responsible for murders movie ever and so far <laughs> and so uh, far zero I, I don't think any and 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 the, the key to this too is that if any movie was legitimately responsible for driving somebody to kill, not necessarily somebody using it as an excuse to get out their already fucked up shit, like it would have come out in some other regard anyway. Absolutely. If, if, if it, something literally if, did drive people to kill, then all of a sudden the rates of it would be way more than one crazy person saying, I'm killing because the purge. Like If the nudge needed to get you from thinking about murder to committing murder is a line in a movie, it's not the movie's fault that you slip past that line. Yeah. It was a very gentle nudge that you needed. You probably majority... would have murdered someone with your next bad Starbucks order. Yeah, if something else would have pushed you over the edge because you're a fucking nut job. And and I mean, other like otherwise, how many people saw the purge? It was a big movie. Millions it was a of really, people. It was actually a really big movie. Yeah. So so and of last time, millions the purge of people, two and possibly three. I mean, I don't know about you. I've purged maybe three, four times total. I've only purged twice. Um, I haven't gotten out of my system, but I think people are frowning. Wait, when did now. you purge without me? I thought you and I went on. I, I thought it was just that once. We went on one together. I oh, went so on one without you. Oh shit! I'm sorry. My wife likes to do things with me personally. No, no, I totally no. I mean, I, we I've can't always on, have our friends with said, us when it, we do couple things. It took three. Um, it, it was a it, couple it, thing. It took three to, to get you to, to come across uh, to come along for the first one. So I understand. And then you, I'm glad you liked it enough to go again. I was actually worried about that. So now. With this story, the reason why the authorities are linking his murder spree uh, to the purge is that one of his text messages uh, read, I purge every right now? Every night 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 now. now, I purge every night now since Since I'm I'm dying, dying. someone else has to. Yeah. So I'm guessing this person just uh, felt like they were dying inside or whatnot? Um, You know, I did not look into the story further. Perhaps he is, uh, he looks so young. He looks like he's 19. I don't think you're too far off. I can't remember how old he is, but he's, yeah, he's 19. Yeah. Um, good wow, call. I nailed that, that nailed that one. Damn. Man. Yeah, he's 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 a 19-year-old dirtbag who likes to purge. Um, but no, apparently he's just another insane person. And every time they use something like the purge, yeah. I guess it scares us a little bit to think that uh, cinema, uh, we've had this debate over video games since the 1980s in Congress, uh, visual audio stimuli can maybe nudge someone who's truly insane over the edge. I will not say that's not true. Oh, absolutely. But something will if it doesn't. You can't blame the media. Oh, I mean, what is it? There have been like... You absolutely can't. There have been three killings because of fucking, what, Catcher in the Rye, right? Was that the one? that? Uh, or like, and they banned it from all schools and, for as long as you and I were kids, pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean well, I, we, you and I did read Catcher in the yeah. Rye in high school. Yeah, because well, they realized that banning a book because people were crazy. We, right? we, we got to read it in between bands. So, 
uh, well, depends depends on which state you're. We caught in that quick moment where it was unbanned and cool for a minute. Yeah, it's pretty cool to read. And honestly, Catch and Rye, not that good of a book. I hate to say it, very overrated. Well, it, I mean, it was like one of those like classics as far as the you know. It was a, a classic a, a look into the, the psyche and well written and it was well written, but it's overrated. It's basically love because of being banned. There's a no, lot. No, it was it was it was very well loved before then. It was considered like uh, an almost an instant classic. But like, I it, know it, I'm just giving my own personal yeah. opinion. I think it's a slightly um, overrated book that it, got a lot of its cred from being banned. And well, I'm, I think it got a lot of attention with that. But as far as like, I mean, it was considered like a really well written, whatever. Uh, I did, didn't necessarily think it was a very interesting book when I read it, but I was a teenager. I love the um, gay porn uh, of it, uh, Catcher in the Guy. And the sequel picture in the guy. Yeah, and, and, the, and the third one, come on my fucking face, you whore. <laughs> Let's play in the ride. <laughs> Let's play baseball, <laughs> which has nothing to do with the story either. <laughs> come on my fucking face and let's play baseball. I actually wish I could be a, 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 a porno movie title creator. That's it. That's I, your only role. Because I, yeah, like you just, you just spend You're all just day like on a set with a pad of paper and a, and a, and a beret. Yeah. <laughs> like a director's chair I bring from home. And like, it was yeah. someone else's name on it. Like you took it out of the trash. It's like clearly Herzog Sands. <laughs> oh man. Who's Herzog Sands? Don't know, but he didn't want his chair anymore. Score. <laughs> Oh man, I I just you got, think you got your stained plaid money money boss tone pants and you your, notice how like your quill and ink <laughs> <laughs> to, to write down. I'm just part of a whole porno think tank. Yeah, <laughs> like I, we we only meet on the dark web on full moons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you guys got for me? I don't know. Suck my dick and call me cum face. Nine of them think they're funny. You just keep howling. <laughs> Which is hard to type. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, yeah. How do you say like, dog emoji? Ooh. Yeah. Or howl, but when you howl, it doesn't sound like how. Yeah. I guess it does actually. How metal is it when you're on a dark web forum trying to figure out porn names and all you can do for emoji is a dog head and ooh. ooh. Badass man. That's fucking nine badass. of them are just trying to outdo the ooh count. Well, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of like irritated nowadays. Uh, there used to be some really clever uh, ways of porn, using the internet, porn, porn uh, uh, titles, you know. And nowadays, uh, it's pretty People much... People don't know how to use the internet. Here's, here's the thing. is uh, uh, there, There's either ridiculous ones where it's somebody with Tourette's saying all the bad words. They can like, suck me fucking dirt, holes and holes and dirt and pussy and asshole. My biggest problem with life, too, is the inaccuracy of porn titles. Yes, and then the next <laughs> one, and then, and then they're getting boring with the parody titles. Now they just go, Game of Thrones, a triple X parody. That's it. I mean, Game of Bones, at least, like, come on, they had it, you know? Like, like I, that was the best part of porn parodies is the, the titles. Like this porn parody, I don't even get the title of. It's okay. Here, I'm gonna. This is a long title of a porn, so bear with me. Apartment complex uses lease to force residents to friend it on Facebook. Bad segue number six. <laughs> <laughs> But that actually is our next story. Apartment <laughs> complex uses lease to force residents to friend I, it on Facebook. I, I knew you were like trying so hard to like pull like a real segue out of that porno story thing and I was not having it, man. Now, property, that. property management companies, as we all know, have uh, a, a tricky situation when it comes to leases. They can write 
almost anything they want into a lease and if you want to live in their property you have to sign it which yeah. includes some basic things like but, like pets pets is probably the most basic yeah you got a cat it says no cats you write i don't have a cat and then you just move in with a cat yeah and then that's they, usually how people do things with if, leases. They, if they really want you know if they really find out you can be like oh i'm sorry i didn't it's my friends i was taking care of it and then if they find you again you go oops and then maybe they'll evict you my lease says no pets we have two cats two fish a dead hamster in the freezer and a rabbit. <laughs> I don't know if a, I don't know if freezer hamster counts as a pet. Why don't we play with it? <laughs> freezer hamster is in one of the things in our house that you plug into the wall that we don't own because it's an apartment. So Free, it, freeze, freezer hamster does that uses technically electricity and and pulls and and puts a strain on a device that we don't own. We pay for the electric though, right? Yeah, but we don't pay for our fridge. That's not our fridge. No, but generally that's, not. That's our dead freezer hamster holder. Yeah. <laughs> be, Can you grab me a beer for be the weird dead freezer <laughs> hamster holster? It'd be weird if you stored it anywhere else. Jesus. Absolutely. Where else do you store a dead freezer hamster? Now, with all these different weird lease things, um, City Park Apartments has delivered a lease addendum to its residents in the past week that changes um, a very specific part of the tenant agreement. And this is that you must not only uh, abide by all the other lease, you know, tenants, yeah, like I is, won't smoke, is, I won't have pets, I won't blah, blah, blah. This was an addendum, correct. This is, uh, you cannot absolutely not friend the apartment building on Facebook. You can't not not friend it, yes. Double negatives yes. all within, the way. With not only that, but within five days of receiving that addendum, uh, you have to friend them on Facebook or you're technically found in violation of your lease. Now, the idea here is that if you friend the apartment building on Facebook as your personal account to their uh, air quotes oh, yeah, not, personal account. not like it like a business page. No, it's you're not like, you're, you're, like a, friend, a friend. Meaning yeah. everything you post, the owner of the apartment building can then view through that account. So if you're yes. smoking weed, uh, having a wild night out drinking, Posting yeah. pictures inside your apartment. Yeah, exactly. Like showing a party. videos inside your apartment. Yeah, a picture of your two cats and your hamster freezer. Yeah, like any any uh, any of that stuff. Hamster your, freezer. Your, yeah, there your landlord okay. basically has become the creepiest voyeur ever. If you are just literally doing a selfie going, day off, chilling inside, your landlord can see how many new pictures you've yeah. nailed to and the there's walls. A, there's a pile of dead bodies behind you. You know? Trash hasn't been taken out in nine weeks with arms and legs and dead <laughs> hamsters half frozen sticking out of it. Yeah, but the other hamsters are eating off those arms and legs and dead hamsters. That's how you make as the mega do. hamsters. As they yeah. do. Yeah, those are just feral hamsters. That's different. Yeah. Actually, they don't live here. They just wander in because of all the, you know, what? Body trash. Actually, you know what? Uh, this is something we've never done in 120 episodes of this show. 120 and, episodes? And Ben Glebe, who was on last week. Uh, Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I was not I, expecting that. I, was just gonna, I just I realized we didn't give a shout out to thanks to Ben Glebe from last uh, from coming on last. Week. Yeah, uh, uh, thanks to him. Like I, I remembered that like when I listened to last week on Earth, he doesn't do Twitter questions. He does Twitter answers. That's he, right. He poses a question, has people answer them. So I actually would like to throw this out. If anyone who's listening to our show this week is a renter, um, I'd actually like to hear what is the weirdest thing you've ever gotten on a renter's agreement slash contract. If you don't have anything weird on the actual contract itself, uh, if you have a weird, um, I would say, complaint that's been filed against you or um, 
or, or something that your landlord has brought to you in case it wasn't necessarily in writing, but somebody's like, hey, you're not allowed to do such and such. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you uh, when you do this, uh, we're on Twitter. We'd like to get those there, uh, at the Lost at Home. And uh, actually, hashtag it uh, Freezer Hamster. Okay. Freezer Hamster would be a good hashtag for us to search for to make sure we get all of your submissions. Uh, we'll read the best ones on air next week. At the uh, Actually, at the end of the show. We'll do that as a closer. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on from there, Japan. Japan's weird, and Japan is so weird that they've opened a naked restaurant. Goody. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Japan's first naked restaurant opens in Tokyo next month and has uh, what some people are considering very draconian rules uh, for entry. Um, they actually care about the diner's weight. They do, yes. Uh, I would I would go as far as to say no fatties. I would go so far as to say that too. But that's my rule. Let's get let's <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive into the story. Um so if you are more than 33 pounds above uh, your average yes. weight for yeah. your height, they ask you to refrain from making a reservation. No, that's not saying that you can't, but they're saying if you show up and you're a fatty. They do have. They do reserve the right to turn you away from your reservation. So you might lose oh, you are uh, you are a large gentleman. You you well, come yeah. to my buffet and you say that's a, that's a buffet. Tiny, I mean that's, that's what that's I want. That tiny snack and I will, I will eat it all. I'm just saying. I just want to eat it all. Uh, I'm just gonna eat the normal human portions. You are a, you are a very large a, man. The glandular thing. You you look big like bluefish who's surprised by cock. That's very hurtful. The you thing see that, my cock and you blow up like nine. Okay. This, this, is, this, is going a little, this is going a little too far. First you, of all, you're American. This is a very, very racist accent. You are accent. in Tokyo bar. We, we serve food and you are, you stand on scale at door and there's clearly a, a number above your head you cannot see. And body mass indexes and it's fairly poor. You have a year. body mass index scale? This is your dragon, not your I think, fat I, American. I think there's more than a scale needed for body mass index. Oh, uh, we can see your height with a line on the wall next to you. Oh, shit. There is so, yeah, okay. Somebody was. You okay. are, you are yeah. two meters below okay, you. Yao Ming I get and it. three meters wide above Yao Ming. Oh, gee, okay. Do you know what? I'm getting a little you, bit hurt by this. I'm just going to go ahead and leave. No need to fucking be If you mean. were a bandit, call you Veruca Salt and roll you out the door uh, I, I like a it. dumpling that's eaten I too many it. other dumplings. I get it. I'm big. I'm big. I'm going to go. Jesus Christ, man. All right. Who's next? Oh, hello. Paul Jean here. Getting butter? Oh, Butter Dean, you may roll your 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 butter ball ass inside. Ooh, roll, roll, roll. <laughs> We're never the nice celebrity. We just pour nine chairs up together and you park your beautiful butterfield cheeks on him. Good. So that's the end of that story. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, so yeah, uh, they don't want uh, they want people larger than th uh, fifteen kilograms, about thirty three pounds. Uh, exactly. Now to be um, showing up here. J J J well, it's like Japanese, a sexy place. Jap yeah. Japanese people make really cool, weird, interesting bars, and sometimes make poor value judgments on other people's feelings based on their uh, weight and looks. Uh, Japan is a society of people who 
and this is not a racist thing because it is more than a stereotype. It's actually a statistic. More like a uh, statistic. Uh, lean, lean on the uh, leaner side and in general probably do not reflect the weight class that they're trying to prevent. Uh, regardless, if you're offended by their uh, weight classism. My guess is the average the, American would not be able to. I would believe that too. Um, you could probably find them on the internet and yell at them angrily. But while you're doing that, um, you could actually uh, put your phone down, put your headphones down, uh, walk away, take a pee break during our show because we're going to do an ad roll. That's right. We have a little ad roll for Bam our Box. sponsor, Bambox. Here we go. Bambox. Hello there. Oh, it's your good friend Bruce Bruce here. Oh, I've been hearing a lot about this Bambox service, and I, Scott and Jeremiah, they've already mentioned it to you, so you're already aware that uh, lots of subscription box full of all sorts of mystery goodies like hard to find collectibles and limited edition items and exclusives and at least one autographed item every month, all for the low price, $24.99 plus shipping and handling each month. Now, uh, yeah, I was hoping here actually to do an unboxing of my Bambox on air here. Uh, but unfortunately, everything that gets shipped to Australia goes through customs, you see, and, uh, well, everything that goes through customs gets, uh, personally, let's call it, inspected by our Prime Minister. So by the time it arrived to me, it had been rummaged through pretty good, and, uh, okay, well, it just contained an empty Foster's can and a picture of Dame Margaret Guilfoyle in her underwear. And the spiders, of course. There's always spiders, though. Well, but apparently the Prime Minister's been enjoying the contents quite nicely. He's been recently seen running through Melbourne, punching koalas with brass knuckles, wearing a sign, Jason Voorhees, Massawa. Good on you, Prime Minister. Good on you. I hope you enjoyed my band box. It that looks real fun. Well, so hopefully you all can check it out for yourselves. Just click on the link at lossathomepodcast.com and then uh, enter the code LAH10. That's LAH10 at checkout to receive 10% off. And, of course, they help out the podcast a little bit. That's nice. Uh, this month's theme here is 1980s. And now, coming from Australia, uh, the 1980s consisted pretty much just nothing of uh, Paul Hogan jokes, so I'm assuming the box will be chock full of crocodile dundee puns and a uh, signed Bowie knife. But who knows, right? That's the beauty of the BAM box. It's a mystery, but always amazing. And we're back from our ad for Bambox. Once All right. again, make sure you go and you subscribe to that service. You can go to lostknownpodcast.com, click on the link at the top of our page, and use LAH10 to, uh, you know, get 10% off on us. Nothing big. But it helps the show, and you're going to get some awesome stuff. So please do that. Absolutely worth it. Now, uh, in a lot of our episodes, we uh, we often go into a discussion piece at this point in the show. But what we're going to do is we're going to keep rolling with web droppings. We've got a couple more web um, droppings. Uh, we have a lot yeah. of interviews uh, prior to this and coming up. So we're trying to keep this a very simple episode because we have to do a lot of writing ahead of time. So our next story, uh, ultra-Orthodox Israeli rabbi bans girls over five from riding bikes because it is too provocative. Yes, that should tell you everything you need to know. In this uh, city of, uh, I'm just gonna say Nalot, 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 N-A-H-L-O-A-T, please. Um, it's just probably just considered Nalot or whatever. Nalot. N-A-H-L-O-A-T. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, it's Jerusalem neighborhood. Um, apparently, uh, it's okay. I mean, I don't even know how to like not get all fired up. Over well, there's an ultra or- orthodox Jewish leader in yes. this uh, in this area. There, there's this been neighborhood. a de- there's been a de- decree to the followers of the synagogues across the area to said young girl it's saying young girls riding bicycles 
could, quote unquote, cause serious damage to their modesty in that bicycle seats cause young girls to sit in a way men found provocative, which of course is the young girl's fault. Because if you're so a fucking- many, So many sexy five-year-olds. Because if you're a fucking pervert who finds just a young girl just innocently riding her bike and she's like, yay, bikes are fun. And you're a pervert going, oh yeah, bikes are real fun. And then it's it's up to her to not ride that bike anymore. Cheer. Because you know what? That man is being a, made a victim, okay? Cheer. Chair, chair. I'm going to play ultra-orthodox advocate here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, as it, usual, classic it, Scott. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's hear it, Scott. Now, is it really the uh -huh. ultra-orthodox Jewish leader's fault, or is it all the sexy kids' faults? You know what? You actually have a point. Oh, shit. I wasn't expecting uh, ultra-orthodox advocate to make so much goddamn sense. I mean, sense. as an ultra-orthodox advocate, I gotta say, there's a lot of sexy kids. And the way they're riding those bikes, man. I mean, here's the thing. I know they're not necessarily, they say they don't do it on purpose, but let's face it, man. They, ride, as, them, they ride them as intended, which was sexy. Which was they probably intended which, it to be sexy. Which the was probably bike. created by a dude like to, to make these girls ride their bikes sexy in a provocative way. Back when Orville Redenbacher and Orson Welles created the first bike together in their bike shop I back do remember in that, 1820, yeah. yep. they they put the seat in such a way where it lifted a five-year-old's buttocks to be the sexiest five-year-old buttocks you yeah. could possibly well, and, see. And you know, actually, in the first stereo, uh, stereo, the first prototype, there was actually a horn that when you uh, squeezed it, uh, dripped melted butter all over the titties. Of the girl who wouldn't get them for nine years. Yeah. Pre-titties. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but, I, but I that, mean was, that was all Redenbacher. I mean, as an ultra-Orthodox advocate, I mean, personally, popping your popcorn? Come on. Melting butter over the unpopped kernels? That's where it's at. And once you do that, it's illegal. Because you know what? Those kernels are too young. <laughs> I've never... I've never thought of referring to... Unbutting womanhood as unpopped kernels. <laughs> Scott, Scott, you've outdone yourself on this one. As an ultra-orthodox advocate, I believe I need to uh, pepper in the language of our advocacy. So, I mean, we, we feel that not everything is uh, flowers. I mean, seeds are not flowers. But if I ever catch a seed on a bicycle... You're going to jerk off to it? I No, I will ban it. So that I won't jerk off to it. Yeah, because it's that fucking seed's fault it is for the making seeds, you get a boner. It is that seed's fault for not being a mighty oak tree, but riding a bike. Yeah, you know what? You can be an oak. Why, why don't you just be an oak? Instead, you have to ride a bike and make me jerk off to it. Yeah. Well, and for, from what I understand, uh, this is this this pretty much means you're only... It'd be one thing if they're like, oh, you know... Actually, no, it wouldn't be one thing. It would be stupid still if it was like between these ages for whatever reason... But this is saying like the sec you can ride a bike from one to four. No, you can't. Right. You can't the, ride the, a bike when you're one. No one's sexy under five, Jared. <laughs> as an ultra orthodox <laughs> advocate, I like, I like that clearly. No he's one under five is sexy. He's definitely tipping his hand to like what he finds attractive. And you're to only be like, sexy. Like, oh, those gross, like oh, those young little four year olds. And you gross, but the second they hit five, you're only sexy over five in certain ways, obviously. And I mean, this isn't a, a, a demonstrative decree. You're only sexy over five if you're on a bike, a pogo stick, a unicycle, but in the rain only, uh, flying kites, but only if the kite is a box kite. 
And that's an inside joke for the ultra-Orthodox Jewish leadership. Yeah. Um, they, they have this weird thing about box kites. No, I, I, I don't quite get it, but I'm not. They, they literally giggle like little schoolgirls, which then titillates each other. Yeah, because and then they're like, it turns oh. into a weird orgy, but we don't talk about that because ultra orthodox, no orgies. Yeah, but it's it's uh, but the the reason that they turn gay into those all male orgies is because of that titillating giggling sound that young girls invented, and it was their fucking fault that they all turned gay in this crazy gay orthodox Jewish orgy. Absolutely, like because as a, they're, as they're the ones that invented the laughter that made them titillated. Chair, chair. As an ultra orthodox advocate, I will tell you right now, that I, you're a hundred percent right. How many times have you said that so far? I'm just you're a hundred percent right. Okay. The orgies are entirely sinful. Start to bring me over to your side here. They're sinful. They should not happen. But they're created by five year olds who just don't get it through their heads. That they that should once, they, once yep. they straddle their bike with the low hanging female bar. You know that bar on the female bikes that goes, the girl bikes that goes down? That's what makes it extra sexy. Honestly, I've not paid that much attention to you don't know the girl girls bikes, riding bikes. You don't, you don't know the girl bikes have a bar that goes down and the male bikes have a bar that goes up? Uh, it's I've actually only, made to it, structurally. It, it, it would make more sense for you to know that because you have a, uh, a, a child who is a, a, a girl. Yes. Whereas I have and never, rides bikes. I've never ridden. You don't a girl's know that bike. there are girls' bikes and boys' bikes. I do know that there are girls' bikes. And, and you boys know that bikes. the girls' bike has a bar that's lower. No, I've never ridden a girls' bike. Oh. No, and, and I don't I, have. A, I, I don't have a kid. So. By the way, I actually looked that up the other week because I was asked that in, uh, bluntly in public by someone. They were like, "Why? Why do boys' bikes have that bar when it's going to hurt their, you know, genitals?" And I was like, "You know what? I don't know." And I looked it up, and it's because boys weigh more, and the crossbar across the bike. Uh, gives your bike uh, a more sturdiness, if you will. Oh, and how about this? Boys aren't dirty, dirty sluts riding provocative bikes like whores. I mean, yeah, but only when they hit 16. The boys? Yeah. When they it's a men. different age for When both. they become men, their balls drop, and then you got to worry about their balls splashing As out across their fucking... As an ultra-Orthodox advocate, boys uh, excite... I mean, I'm sorry, offend us. Freudian slip bowl there, orthodoxy. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying facts. Let me say facts. Okay. Uh, when the bar is at a point where when their balls drop and they would meet. So a dirty, sexy boy is a 16-year-old boy on a bike where you know if he's straddling it, those balls are going to touch that bar. And you know, as an ultra-orthodox advocate, you want to be that bar. Moving on. <laughs> I feel we've had, we've had a long enough conversation I, I about dirty about, about young boys' balls and 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 provocative uh, five year old girls. Yeah, uh, there's only there's only so much of that that awful darkness that we can pull from our souls before I start to actually feel gross. You know what I love graveyards. I photograph graveyards. If you want to look for my photography, you can go to GreenMountainGraveyards.com. Great. That's actually a real fact, and it leads into this story with an awkward segue. Boom. Now, uh, a ghost tour party was going through a... Uh, well, go, 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 ghost tour party, party, ghost, go, go, ghost, 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 go, ghost, go, ghost, 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 go, go, ghost, party, party, ghost, ghost, party. Go, 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 go,
Yeah, so um, a ghost tour party was exploring a uh, cemetery when they actually ran into a porn shoot. And these tourists were doing their tour of a historic cemetery in uh, Sklokotes Lane Hall. And the one thing I'm missing from this story, and I, I actually panned through this once when I was reading the show notes, was the state this happened in. Did you notice it? Uh, do you want to make one up and see if it's right? Uh, it happened in Vermont. Uh, you would you would have known about that one, right? Yeah, I would have. Uh, it happened in New Hampshire. We don't we don't know where this happened. It just says, uh, uh, Colcoats Lane Hole. Um, a cemetery tour with tourists was going through a cemetery when they heard groans coming from a path, like along the way. When they went to investigate, they were stunned to find a man and a woman having sex in a patch of ivy. Uh, the two other people who were there, who were the cameramen and I'm guessing boom mic operator, uh, didn't even notice the tour group walk up on them. It, the couple who were fucking actually were the first two to notice and they literally looked up at them and were shocked. Uh, they were going at it as it was said by ghost guide Mike Covell. Uh, they were going at it like knives among the ivy. She was a blonde. Oh, nice. Actually, we can do that better. Hey, there's a whole quote here. Mike Covell. <sighs> <sighs> <clears throat> All right. <sighs> Second myself up. All right. Lemon face. Lion face. <sighs> <sighs> it was a couple who they saw us first, and they were going at it like knives amongst the ivy. She was a blonde. Uh, like like vanilla pudding. Was the last part on there? Nope. Really? Added well, that while I looked into funny, your it's, eyes. It's, I looked I looked dead in Jared's eyes it, and just added that last part. You know, part. interesting, because I'm wondering if you read from me the fact that this actually took place in uh, the United Kingdom. And so that's why the pudding, I know they love pudding there. I don't know much about the UK. <laughs> oh, they love their pudding. They just love pudding. They call it custard. They eat it on their lift. But on then, the, on but the then, ride on the ride to their flat. And isn't like bread pudding actually like to meet their mate is, is it, to is smoke it? a fag. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Means a totally different thing in the United All States. All of that did. Now back to the story. Yeah. Another quote from Mike Cobell. We looked at her and she looked at us. And she pushed the bloke off her and well the guy he ran. He ran from her desperately trying to protect those privates from the brambles. <laughs> They're sharp. Protecting your privates from the brambles. That's beautiful. It's like poetic. I protect my privates from the brambles. Yeah. The brambles. Want to amble most of brambles. Protect my privates. I was thinking that it actually had like a there's good a, little. There's a jive there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of like a privates from the brambles, man. Yeah. When I, when I amble, man. protect my private from the bramble. I got to keep them north, not south. That's where your mama's mouth is in the south. I don't know. Jer's writing things, and I'm rapping badly to fill, fill dead air. <laughs> I was trying to write things, and my pen went dead under uh, at, at All my raps sound the same because there's no beats. Like, in your own head, all I can do is, like, do a repetition of rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, look at that. Uh, those of you uh, might be here in Route 2 out there. That's some fucking badass rednecks right there. Route 2. Fuck you in the poo. Good enough. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I think that wraps up web droppings for this week. Actually, it does, yeah. So some ghost hunters stumbled on a porn shoot. Literally, that's all that happened. It's a small story. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. I'll be, I don't know if there was more to that, but I think that was pretty much it, right? Uh, I, I, I feel like we've got this, new, this, this thing that we haven't done in a while, 
and I realize we've never had an intro for it, so I'm gonna try to like roll one out right Are now. Are we doing another one? Was, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, AV Web Droppings. AV Club. I was gonna go oh. into. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, a, oh, oh! Oh, I got you. A A A A A to the water five year olds have to be so hot. AV Club. God damn it! Fucking god! To to I'm, dude. Oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. You gotta walk out. You haven't walked out in a while. I'm Scott. I'm walking out. Remember that one? Remember I used to walk out all the time. Talk about fucking uh, the the game. Not here. Walked out. Can't the, li- <laughs> the listener heard it. You're coming. You're coming across real clear for walking the, the out. The listener heard it. I walked out. I'm in a different room now. Okay. Well, you want to talk here. about? Yeah, I would love to fucking talk about this last story, Navy Club. But I gotta walk back. Oh, wait, I'm just coming out to meet you. Oh, shit, you're back inside? Hey, at least we met each other halfway. Let's high five. <laughs> All right. sounded like four hands clapping. We double high five. We double high five. We I also uh, bump groins when we do it. <laughs> it's technically a high six. Uh, or, no, well, a high five, double high five, and I was a high hard, 11. Well, yeah. I was hard when I did it, so it was, and you weren't, so it was a yeah. high five. Four. Yeah, you just no, dink, you five. just dink me in my belly button. I did. Now, uh, the exact opposite of dinking someone in the belly button would be the release. Dinking somebody in the nostrils. Nope. It Don't, would be the release of what okay. may be the best video game I have seen in a long time. And I'm a big fan of horror video games. Jerry, you're less of a gamer than I am. I am. I, I used to like, I feel like since say Silent Hill, there really hasn't been, from what I understand, like anything really great and that's so. why jared's not a gamer he's out of the loop he does exactly not, he, I, yeah. he, he didn't play uh heavy rain nope he didn't play beyond i didn't uh he didn't play and the name is escaping me even though i have the ps4 version of it i think it's called uh, uh fuck my pussy and slam my dick holes no wait no that's the one i came up with until with my, dawn uh, oh okay until dawn which is different. a uh, slasher game you play through with hayden Pel- pelletier penetary penetary from, from, yeah, from uh heroes, heroes right and a, a cast of other actors that you would all recognize where you play through a slasher movie. Uh, by the way, you would like that as well. Uh, oh. No, and I, I hear there's some good stuff out there, and actually from from the Reddit. On, on PS4 specifically. From from the Reddit, uh, from when Sad Satan was all over the internet, uh, some of those people were posting links to like good horror games at the time, so I did get like back into it a little bit. So, uh, but only, but I haven't actually played any of them. I literally have not owned a video game system for over a decade. Now, that's fair. Probably and maybe f- Friday yeah. the 13th is well, the game. Yeah, yeah, I guess I owned a Wii. I think that was it. Maybe Friday the 13th is the game that gets you back into the genre. I was thinking about getting a new system. Yeah. E- E3 happened this past weekend, and what they released, uh, beyond what they released last October, with a teaser for Friday the 13th. Do they the still game? make Tiger Woods? Uh, it's not called Tiger Woods anymore. No, it's called, uh, what was his wife's name? Uh, not Tiger Woods, the the hot wife that he cheated on, right? Yeah, like I, I believe if she women. took him for everything, she should take him for the franchise and just golf in place <laughs> of him in future PS4 games. Anyway, so they don't, but uh, but there is there, there's other other games like that. So there's that, but there's also the Friday Thirteenth game looks pretty great. Yeah, E3 brought us the first gameplay trailer for Friday the Thirteenth, and this game looks amazing. Not only does it appear to have a story mode, but also a multiplayer mode. And you literally play as either Jason or campers slash camp counselors. And the idea is survival. You can trick Jason 
you can hide when you're Jason. I think it's kind of awesome that he appears to only be able to walk, which is perfect. Yeah. Well, Jason can only walk. That's he's a, never that's done a anything but just like bloop bloop yep. bloop. That's Walking a great along, handicap. Lumbering along, like I picture like the he's is too on, powerful in the gameplay trailer. Like I or the gameplay walkthrough, whatever it was that we watched, um, I assume that the person's like holding down like a button running, but that's as fast as, as Jason can go. I think it's probably directional stick, like yeah. he just moves you, at yeah. that speed. Doesn't matter what else you, you push, yeah. that's it. But he also has like omnipresence, which happens in the movies. When he uh, goes after a camp counselor, a camper, whoever, how the fuck does he know they're in that tent in the woods all by themselves? Yeah, he has this all, it's big woods. Yeah, he has big like woods. he has omnipresence. They're like the spider game. sense almost, right? Yeah. yeah, he can like look around and find a camper spider. and home in on them. But he can only walk. And what I think is cool because in an open world game like this, because it's very Grand Theft Auto open world style. It would take you like four hours to maybe walk to something running away from you. Uh, you're allowed to teleport, which some people might immediately go, ugh, they're ruining it. No, when you think about it, whenever you're watching a Friday the 13th movie and he's walking, walking, Yeah, they're staying walking, within the realms of reality of a Friday yeah. the 13th movie. And maybe someone's running, 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 not. and then he appears around a corner and stabs them. Yeah. He apparently can teleport. Yeah, and then like, it, it will, and they don't necessarily say that's what it is or anything, but like that's clearly something's... He's he can't run, but somehow he's magically forty-five uh, on the inside of a door to a house yeah. you're running at when he was at the pond behind you. Yeah. Like he's no, fucking they, good, they incorporated man. well, but apparently I think he just runs when he's not on camera. He's really he's like a sprinter. He's Usain Bolt when he's not on camera. Fair. So like they don't show him another killer name drop. Usain Bolt. <laughs> he Fast murdered his wife. You? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of the guy with no legs. Yeah, the guy with no legs. <laughs> you say, well, I'm pretty sure the guy with no legs wasn't the fastest runner on the planet. <laughs> I still think I'm right. Google it while I talk about Friday the 13th. Right. Now, um, within the game, it appears from the way they've constructed it that he is overpowered, can find you on the map, can teleport. But the cool thing is, once you run into a cabin or a building or any kind of structure as the game has built them, uh, you basically become invisible unless he can Hold find Sorry. you. Sorry, <laughs> this is so funny. I needed to figure out who that guy was, really, because it wasn't Usain Bolt. So I just, so I just, no, I just started typing in no legs, and the first thing that came up was no legs murder his wife. <laughs> That's on Google. And was it Usain Bolt? No, it's Oscar Pistorius. That's who uh, it, Pistorius. Yeah. No, Usain Bolt is like the fastest guy, <laughs> considered one of the fastest men alive, whatever. Who has so, no but, legs, Yeah, no, but right? I just started Googling no legs, and immediately the first, first result was no legs murders wife. <laughs> People don't even know Oscar Pistorius. I mean, that's her fail, not his win. Oh, my God. Yeah, Come how on. Do you, well, he was very athletic. Anyway, sorry, I, I did not mean to laugh that hard. I tried to do it off like microphone but it was very loud because I'm sorry when you're typing in no legs it just comes up with no legs murder wife no legs wife no killer legs murder wife <laughs> alright anyway, so what we're sorry, saying is continue. that Jer might buy a PS4 in the near future uh, specifically to get this game and maybe yeah, if you're be, a listener yeah. and a gamer we can get a Sonic Jalopy account on uh, on PlayStation accounts, and we can all friend him and play with him. That would be great. Yeah, yeah get friends. Now uh, that we, ends one of the our reasons, show. One of, of the reasons I don't let me mention one of the reasons I don't do this is because I actually really do love video games, but I, I also like doing a lot of other stuff. But I know that 
I get obsessive about little things. So if I oh, want if I want to get into like you know making a new song or making like art or whatever, I get obsessive about it. If I get into a game. Like it, it'll kill like weeks of my. They time. can. Oh no, it's killed weeks of my because, time. And, and I will justify it. I will. I will be like, no, I have to. I have to be better. I have to do it. I so, just see it as downtime. That's if I could only do it on downtime, I think I'd be okay. But I gotta try it. I haven't tried it in a while, so I might be better about controlling myself. So I'll try Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So that's it. Good. And on that note, we have finished our full web droppings episode. We've uh, gushed about Bambox. We've told you about our offer code, uh, LAH10, to use at checkout if you go to the link yes. on our website, lostatomepodcast.com. We are now going to tell you about our Twitter account, at the Lost at Home, that if you have not found us there, go find us there. You can also find us on Facebook at the Lost at Home Podcast. You can find myself on Instagram at Legend Tripper with an underscore in the middle. You can, find, you can find me pretty much at uh, all of them, uh, Twitter... Uh, SoundCloud, as noted before, um, and the uh, uh, Instagram and whatnot. Pretty much anywhere you can find Sonic Jalopy is me. So yep. try that out. Absolutely. And uh, we have an announcement this week. Um, we have an upcoming interview, and often these things happen so quickly that we don't have time to announce the actual interview in time for you to hear it. Uh, next week's episode, we've already got planned. It's a yes. it's a very specific episode. In fact, if you're a an avid listener and you use Twitter, uh, send us stories about Oregon. Uh, weird, be- news yeah. The better, stories. like the weirder, or even the more historically uh, weird would be cool. Deprecating, too. derogatory, the better. Not the more derogatory, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that would any help of us them, with next week's show. We're building our show notes as we speak. It can, they can be historical again. Doesn't have to be brand yeah. new. Just if you, if there's a weird thing in Oregon we need to know about. Let us know. Now, the other announcement we have is the week following that we will have an interview recorded that we will be announcing, and that is. Davin Wood from uh, Tim and Eric's awesome show. Now he not only that, but pretty much anything Tim and Eric. Um, pretty much anything Adult Swim that's live action after hours, uh, including um, uh, Steve Brule. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, pretty much anything associated he does, he does with all the music with Brule. Pretty much all anything associated with the Tim like, original Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric's stuff, nighttime yeah. stories. Cause, cause Tim and Eric's great and awesome uh, movie. Tom goes to the mayor from way back before yep. Tim and Eric were Tim and Eric. E- um, Eagle Eagleheart. And then uh, also, of course, the movies and everything like that. But he, he's also uh, Davin Wood. So he's pretty much a composer for all that kind of stuff. And if you know them, uh, their work, uh, Tim and Eric, anything they do, uh, music bears a very heavy element. And it has, it's all over the place. It's all over the place in terms of style. The, he's the third Tim and Eric. I, I would put him there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would say... Uh, you know, to you know, check out whatever you can there. But he he actually did something like an album or two, maybe uh, with Tim Heidecker as well. Um, that we figured we would go out on this week. <clears throat> um, it was just titled Heidecker and Wood, and they did a few different songs. They toured a little bit, and did some shows. Um, so we're actually going to go out on Heidecker and Wood's Cocaine. Excellent. And for everyone who liked this episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you are listening to this through any other means and you're curious how to find us on Android devices and other non-Apple products, uh, go to our website, uh, lostandownpodcast.com. And over on the right side of the page, you will see a lost and found. In there is our RSS feed. Make sure to copy and paste that to listen to our show. And besides that... uh